Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, it's the Brad and Brit cast again here just for you. And uh, uh, let's start with a, a, an umbrella over everything that we're going to do here for the next few minutes called shit that pisses Trump off. Okay. What do you think? Everything pisses him we, off. I know. I know. That's, that's kind of a weak yeah, still. intro. All right, so we have uh, some uh, video of which we will play the audio of uh, Joe Biden and Barack Obama sitting down. This is a conversation, I guess, from uh, not the last day or so, but pretty recent, recent enough. It's not dated. It's not not crispy by by any means. And uh, they yanked out a one-minute segment from it and uh, rolled it out, kind of like when you just see a clip from a movie. And you only see that clip. It's, you think that's the whole movie. Right. Uh, I don't think this is the uh, entire thing, but it's but it's good enough. Here we go. Can you imagine standing up when you're in prison saying it's not my responsibility? I take no responsibility. It's not. I mean, I mean, literally, that, literally. Those words didn't come out of our mouths no, while we were no. in office. I don't understand his inability to get a sense of what people are going through. He just can't. He can't relate in any way. Well, and one of the things that I have always known about you, Joe, it's the reason why I wanted you to be my vice president, and the reason why you were so effective. It all starts with being able to relate. If if you can sit down with a family and see your own family and them, and the struggles that you've gone through, or your parents went through, or your kids are going through. If you can connect those struggles to somebody else's struggles, then you're going to work hard for them. And, and that's always what's motivated you to get into public service. Wow, that's, pretty, that's pretty strong stuff. I think the idea that Trump has to run against two guys. <laughs> and by the way, we don't even have a vice presidential nominee out there yet, so it's really three. Uh, I think normally you would say it's bad. He'll get overshadowed. And I have no doubt that Barack Obama knows exactly how to play this. Hmm? Uh, No, it's, uh, he's really smart. He's, he's been able to outsmart anybody who said he, he, you know, he was, he was dead in the water, uh, a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, that's that's some devastating stuff, and I'm I'm not seeing you know I don't know if the president has really tweeted any stuff today. I'm seeing stuff from yesterday, so he's really well, he's, he's 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 so enamored, he's he's so happy, he's so yeah. excited about putting on what it, it was like the Hamilton of press conference. It was so good, okay. <laughs> Everybody likes it. Everybody knows that he just killed it, so th- there's no reason for him to be out there bragging, right? Well, it's very, it's it's very odd, and I think that the narrative has been that they've tried to push is boy, you're seeing a renewed focus from this president. He's really centered in on this fire, and he's really he, he's all the noise that usually distracts him. That's that's gone away. I mean, that's the I narrative. Heard anybody people, try, I haven't heard anybody try to push that. Bullshit. Oh no, no, that's, that's been like a couple. You, no, Brad, you, no, you, that's you, been a narrative that's been pushed in Politico stories and New York Times <laughs> stories and various other stories. That is absolutely what this White House is trying to do with their little shop of shit show communications department. That is exactly what they're trying to do. Is this guy? You know, he's he's got a renewed vigor. 
You don't understand. He's really once he once he turned the corner on the mask thing and came out pro mask and calling it patriotic. You're you're seeing and and no one of course is buying it whatsoever. But that is that's that is absolutely what this White House is trying to push right now. Uh, I'll go with what Rick Wilson said. Rick Wilson, one of the godfathers of the Lincoln Project, who they put out these uh, unbelievable ads that are driving Donald Trump up the wall. And I don't know if you've read his uh, interview with uh, Kara, Kara uh, Swisher yes. of, of uh, Recode yes. and the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know how, how much money they spend making those ads? Less than $10,000, most of them. It's amazing. And they, spent, they spend less than $10,000 placing them on TV because they know they can put them on the Fox channel in Washington that Trump is going to see. And that's all they care about. They, they, the fact that, that, that we enjoy them so much, that's fine. But this is about getting in his head with this nonstop campaign of, mm-hmm. of psychological warfare. And it works. Uh, they know it works because very often within a few hours of him seeing it, and they know when he sees it because they know when it runs right. on Fox, which he's addicted to. He changes his policies. <laughs> so and then the, the that's how effective it is. That's well, the distribution is. is they can distribute it on any of the social media platforms on YouTube, and then people will right. just pick it up and start. The, the, the signal boost is amazing. But, yes, the audience of one – is very strong. It bothers him greatly. And like you said, they're doing it on the cheap. They don't need a lot of, and they're, they're producing some of the best stuff that I've seen in many, many years. It's really yeah. good. Wilson says it was not a press conference with uh, much sizzle or for that matter, steak. Trump seemed uh, a bit lost, even when grinding his stolid way through the scripted portions of his performance. Was that low energy or was that low energy? It was less his usual edge of fury and contempt, more of, I didn't poop my diaper, mommy. <laughs> uh, it was just it was just dreadful but i i think that we do need to to uh, uh, zero in at least for a second on his sop to uh Jose maxwell uh when directly asked by a new york post reporter uh you know what what is the deal what what is what is going on with her and uh, the, the you, you saw what his uh, you saw what his response was. I wish uh, her well. <laughs> I, I, I I wish her well. This is an accused pedophile. This uh-huh. is the worst of the worst. It's Epstein's right hand woman is who this is. Right, and and Prince Andrew's biographer, his biographer said there is absolutely no doubt that Trump was sending the signal, as if any of us doubted this, that. If she plays ball, if she goes Roger Stone for him uh, and keeps her mouth shut, that he will pardon her. He will he will let her off the hook. Now, I could be wrong about this, but the clock is kind of ticking. He's not going to be president forever. Uh, no, but when you see, is, I mean, he, he can't yeah. he cannot he can't start pardoning people before they're barely even charged. He well, can't. He, I mean, if, I guess if it was a normal go, human I could be- do anything I want. That's I know, right. I if it was a normal human being, I would say you're right. But also wait till after November when the when he when he freaks out after he loses, you're going to see pardon upon pardon upon pardon upon pardon. It's going to be tr- it's going to be ridiculous what happens after November when he loses that two and a half months is going to be one two of the half longest months in American history. 
completely necessary, good for the purge, but it's going to be very, very difficult to see him pardoning everybody who ever did anything ever who might have bought a Donald Trump steak or water or vodka or perfume. (laughs) All of that stuff. All right. Uh, Let's see. Who defended Trump for se- oh Geraldo defended him. Yeah, that was that was really I don't understand this. Geraldo now Geraldo has I think he has moved to Cleveland and does that radio show on 1100 on on the big one, the radio station there. I don't I, I think he's actually moved to Cleveland. Well, that's his problem. <laughs> and he issues that statement saying it was completely appropriate because this woman is being railroaded by the legal system or something like that? Uh, no, it wasn't that. Uh, he said the only reason that uh, Ms. Maxwell was denied bail was due to woke politics. Oh. Woke politics. And uh, uh, he he lauded the president and said... <laughs> You know, way to go, way to go, Donald. He called him. Uh, I, I love the responses. Here's a guy. He, he, here's the response. Here's a guy going after Geraldo. First, they came for the child sex traffickers, and I did not speak <laughs> out, but Geraldo did. <laughs> I think they they he called him brave. He said that the move to talk about her and wish her well was brave. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know if if we can redo profiles and courage. I know that that uh, President Kennedy's daughter. And her son actually kind of did a, well, another Profiles in Courage a few years ago. But if they want to redo it, I think Donald Trump well, def- speaking out and wishing this woman well would definitely go in Profiles in Courage 3. This time it's for real. Well, Britt, was, was that less brave, equally brave, or more brave than uh, commuting Roger Stone, pardoning Joe Arpaio? <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is what passes for bravery, according to Geraldo. Regarding Donald Trump, I, you know, you can't make it up. So, so let's not, uh, so let's, let, let, let's pull back and, uh, you, you can go first. Um, on a scale of one to 10, what would you give it yesterday? The, this is the, uh, uh a thing where he walked out by himself, mm-hmm. uh, on, on Tuesday. What would you give it? One to 10. Well, is the scale just how shit showy it was? Like the, yeah, the well, biggest, just, how about, Effectiveness. Oh, uh, effectiveness. it's a, a solid three, three and a half in terms of effectiveness. This is what I would go with on that one. I thought, That's like, pretty I said, nice. I, I, I'd give it a, a, a point five. Point five. Okay. I'd I don't think I would argue. With in that. other words, com- completely ineffective because he again showed no knowledge of the situation, no empathy for the 140,000 people taking no responsibility for it while saying, I take responsibility for everything. That, that's a blanket statement that means nothing because mm-hmm. you don't, and everybody knows uh, that that you don't. And uh, suddenly, and obviously we said this a hundred times over the last four months, there's going to be a point, I said this in the past, there's going to be a point where Donald Trump is going to come out and say, I invented the mask, the mask was my idea, no one's ever been stronger on masks. And that's the defense of him, that's what Kellyanne tried to pull today when she went on TV and got garroted on Fox, of all places, over the issue. And again, again, no no one is believing it. Just, Just absolutely no one is is buying into it and and you know why no one's buying into it because he didn't bring the doctors with him and let them say it 
Well, do you he think at any point in time about, he made it all think, about him? He made it all about him. It's not about do, him. Do you think that at any point he's going to bring the doctors back up there? Do you think that's going to happen on, on Wednesday's briefing oh, or sure. Thursday uh, or Friday? Eventually, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's going to happen at some point. He can't come out there every day by himself. He he ran out of material. Remember, he ran out of material in the first half hour of the very first one of these he did five months ago. There was no more material. He would come out. Remember how every day he would look down at that sheet oh, with his head down, reading off, we've got more ventilators, all that. Remember that? Well, Remember that was what he did for the first 20 minutes on Tuesday. He did the same thing. We, we've moved on mm-hmm. from a shortage of ventilators, sir. Okay. Yeah. That problem is solved. You know what solved that problem? Time. Because there was so much time where we didn't have enough of them that like everything else in capitalism, supply catches up to demand. But that wasn't because of any leadership that you exhibited. And, and nobody, and remember the goal is to not get on the goddamn ventilators. And because they're better at treating people more quickly and more efficiently, fewer people have to go on ventilators, even those who end up in intensive care. And that's just a good thing. But that has nothing to do with anything you did. No. So the, the people know that. And there was just nothing there. There was there was truly nothing there. And that'll just be built upon nothing on nothing means nothing. Billy Preston, rest in peace. Not the same, not the same song, but they're kind of a variation there. Would you like to go through all of the people who are considered fifth Beatles? Would you no. like to, George no. Martin, Murray the K? You want to go through any of those? Stu Epstein, La- Larry K in Philadelphia, Larry Kane, Larry Kane, <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he's. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that the doctors are going to make their way out because I think he's. I, I saw an interview with Fauci, and he, he goes. And they asked him, well, have you, do you know if you're going to be appearing with the president this afternoon? This is talking about Tuesday. And he's like, I don't know, but it's not unusual for them to go like at noon. Okay, you're going to get your ass out there at 530 or something like that. He's really, Fauci is really playing this 100% correctly. It's like, I'm going to do what I need to do to protect these people. And these jackasses over here that are chasing each other's tails, I don't care. I mean, if they want to have me out there to use me to to help educate people and to tell people what's really going on, that's fine. If not, I'm going to be over here getting the message out to as many people as possible about this very deadly virus and the the deaths. What We're over 1,000 deaths, I think, on Tuesday for the first time in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So he's playing this 100% um, perfectly to a pedantic moron who continues to stomp his feet and hold his breath in the Oval Office for no reason other than the fact that he was trying very desperately to get reelected, and he, he just can't. So I, I don't know how Dr. Fauci has been given all of the patience and all of the humanity that he has to, to suffer through these morons, this army of idiots that controls the White House, but he's able to do it. He's a way better man than I am, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a new idea. I probably didn't think of this. Somebody else must have thought of this by now. But um, the number, uh, 1,000 deaths, you can't qualify deaths. They they happen or they don't happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're aware by now that whatever number of deaths are reported, there are probably lots of others that we don't know about where people never went to the hospital. Okay, 
But the number that we are seeing, those are reported actual hospital deaths state by state. They report it. They add the number up, and we get that number. It's it's around uh, 1,000 right now. Then there is the number of uh, new cases, right? I don't know. What, mm-hmm. what are we at? 65,000, 70,000 right. a day. But you're also hearing, and I don't think this is an arguable point, that they're anywhere from five to 20 times the number of people who are infected compared to that number that we're seeing. So don't you think that that's a bad number? Yes. If, if, if you know that instead of 70,000 a day, that it's a minimum of 350,000 a day, or it might even be, you know, 2 million a day, shouldn't you say, when you do have the 70,000 people testing positive each day, you should say, we have 70,000 reported positive cases today, new cases around the country. In Florida, it's, what, ten or 12,000. That's right. So in Florida, it could easily be sixty or 70,000 a day. So I think that, that that underplays it every day. Every day, it makes it seem as if it's not as bad as it is, and it allows liars like Trump and his his uh, band of merry, idiotic governors to still underplay it because they will say, well, but the, the death rate is going down. No, it doesn't matter because uh, present cases become future hospitalizations and future deaths, and the curve is not going in the right direction. But my point is, and as always, it takes me forever to get to the point. <laughs> You're getting there. You're uh, getting there. That's what I do, is that th- this number is not descriptive of what's going on. I don't understand why the number of new cases reported each day positive is separated completely from the we know that in an epidemic, in a pandemic, the, the, the actual number of people getting infected is a multiple of anywhere from five to twenty times. I don't. Th- I don't understand why you're separating those um, completely because I think a lot of people want to will ignore that other number and not want to see that we have a raging epidemic going across the United States of America, and it isn't just limited to the number of people on any given day who are able to get a test, although. You know, you can get a test if you want one in the United States anywhere. We have so many fucking tests. Um, that's my point, and I stick well, by no, it. I, and generally, I think you make some rather picayune points about the use of language, but I think you're 100% correct on this. I think that's that that the language on it has to be that way, and it should be used in such a way. But it's almost impossible for us, in a broad sense, to kind of get our, our arms around this thing. I think that for a while we did, and then after a while we just got kind of lazy, and we got tired of staying inside, and we got tired of, well, not not all of us, but a, a certain number of us were like, I'm tired of staying inside, I'm tired of not going to a restaurant, I'm tired of not doing this. So certain things were opened up uh, in in some states more than others, and people went to the beach and all of this sort of thing, and now you're seeing these massive numbers this thing is still rocking and rolling. We haven't even. We can't even get to a second wave. We can't even get to the encore because we can't finish the main set. They can't get through Freebird yet, at this point. This thing is still kicking ass and taking names, and it just does not seem to be. 
it doesn't seem to be stoppable, at least based on the ignorance of the American people and the lack of leadership that's going on in this country, particularly by the White House, but also in, in, in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these Republican states. Yeah, like I, I'm looking at here's Illinois, a pretty large state. I think and so. They they said that today they've got nearly 1,600 new cases. Okay, so they're reporting 1,600 new cases. So that's 1,600 reported cases. So it could easily be 16,000 mm-hmm. or 20,000, and we don't know about them. And they're trying to, to, to test as many people as possible. They did 40,000 tests uh, three of the last seven days, and that sounds like a lot, but truly we need to be testing everybody in the country every two days that's what we really need to be doing and and i know we're not going to be able to do that very soon if if at all but um we're going in the wrong direction we put the car in reverse (laughs) it doesn't get you closer to your goal and when the uh uh, captain of the race team is a complete moron and, (laughs) and and a fraud and uh, someone who just never, never was able to understand, and he doesn't understand to this moment. I don't care what he's reading off of a sheet prepared for him in the first 15 minutes that turns in, I guess he's finally a real president now. Fuck you with that shit. It's not. Right. He didn't do anything yesterday. He didn't do anything. He did not move the ball. He didn't convince anyone. And he, he, he certainly uh, uh, did not do anything to uh, help his standing in in swing states or with elderly voters. He he just didn't because he's full of shit. He doesn't know what he's doing, and he doesn't give a crap. And uh, we brought this up a few months ago. I said, if Donald Trump could sign a a deal tomorrow that said, two million people die, but I get reelected, he'd sign it in a second, wouldn't he? Oh, there's no question. Yeah, no, that's not even a choice. That's automatic for the people right there. Never, it never occurred to him. It just has never occurred to him. And and this goes to his pathology, his his childhood, his his crazy everything that we know about Donald Trump, the the public psychopath, that he was never ever able to want to hear, understand, or believe that his real chance for reelection would come with strong, decisive, intelligent leadership in fighting the worst epidemic in a hundred years in this country, that, that that would be his key. And if he could do that, he might have a chance to get reelected regardless of what happened to the economy. But I think that that ship has now sailed, that there's no way that he's going to be able to pull off the we're going to forget about this by November card although as always the election's not over biden's not the president yet anything can happen and six months ago that's all we were thought thinking about was impeachment and now that doesn't exist anymore so i get that here's the problem yes impeachment was a uh, uh a thing that came and went and was man-made uh the pandemic involves real people whose fault it is not their own, that they've died and their families are affected, and they're not going to forget about that in November. That doesn't go away. That's right. So that's the difference. Uh, this is not going to fade. In fact, if, if you wanted to take a bet right now, 
you would bet that come uh, September, October, November, you know, we're going to easily be passing 100,000 reported new cases mm-hmm. every day. Uh, we might be at 200,000 reported new cases every day. So what is do that? the math on that. So we could have millions of people yeah. every day. But we got a big country. It takes a while to get up to a couple hundred million people with the virus or, or yeah. having had it or being asymptomatic, right. maybe not right. even knowing that they had it. But it, it could get here more quickly than we know. Which in the healthcare good. system that is struggling to even deal right. with the numbers that we have now. That I mean, it's, boy, she, yeah. And it, yeah. it was a healthcare system that was struggling under the weight, uh, under its own weight before this even started. So this is, this is very difficult. This was interesting. Mary Trump was on a podcast for the Daily Beast for the four And this is what she said about why she couldn't believe. <laughs> That her grandfather attended a Klan rally. Mary was surprised that the about that news, but not because my grandfather wasn't anti-Semitic. No, Mary was shocked. Her grandfather took time away from making money to join a KKK event. But of course, he was perfectly happy being racist and anti-Semitic in his own house in his own place of work. So it's not that he was. She, she didn't think he was a racist and anti-Semite. It wouldn't go to a KKK rally. It said he would shut down the office and not make money for a few hours to go do it. I, I think that was kind of a. a jokey thing that she said there i would i wouldn't take that seriously getting on this great line it's a great it's a great line if 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 uh uh if seth myers said it you go so that's a great one line i can't believe he's in the clan why not because he's a racist or anything because it took time away from him making money i mean it's a joke that's a joke mary trump held nothing back as she spoke with rick wilson and molly jong fast she even commented on trump's sleeping habits alleging that the late night tweeter in chief doesn't sleep because daddy wouldn't approve so that's maybe why he drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day and is up until 3 in the morning tweeting. So there you go. That's some of the stuff that he, that she said with that one. I do want to get into some more. Wait, before, but can, I, can I just comment on that very, very quickly sure. here? Um, that goes to these, this really, really weird trio of habits that he has. One, he doesn't sleep. Two, he likes to brag that he never drinks coffee, but at the same time, 12 Diet Cokes equals uh, several cups of coffee, so don't give me that shit. And number three, um, he's never had a dog. Those three, those three things in and of themselves are so creepy. They're, they're so horrible and they put him out of the mainstream. You know that clip we played of Biden and uh, Obama talking about him and the gist of that was that he's completely unable to relate to to normal people and they didn't say it's because he didn't have a dog he doesn't drink and he never sleeps <laughs> but but truthfully most of us sleep most people have dogs or had one at some point in their life or a cat one of one of the two right and and uh most of us uh, drink some kind of uh, coffeinated beverage or tea mm-hmm. or, or something mm-hmm. of that sort, or unless we're Mormons. Okay. <laughs> and I'll bet you Mitt Romney does it on the side. We don't yeah, he probably know. does. He probably yeah. won't let anybody know. Uh, the president plans to deploy federal law enforcement to Chicago and threatened on Monday to send agents to other major cities, all controlled by Democrats. Governors and other officials reacted angrily to the president's move, calling it an election year ploy as they squared off over crime. I'll pause here to show uh, to uh, tell you that I saw um, a Trump campaign commercial. and I don't know where I saw it, but it was in passing and it was about some of the burning of the streets and how Joe Biden wants to, quote, unquote, defund the police. Of course, he does not. And the tagline was, you will not be safe in Joe Biden's America. That is the Trump 
uh, pitch to America's. I suppose that's supposed to appeal to the suburban women who uh, helped him win election in 2016, Brad. It's too late. It's yeah. not working. It's not that's, cutting through. Nobody's buying it. It's, it's, they're that, coming to rape your children, you Brad. They're coming to rape your children. The brown people that are crossing the border want to rape and kill your daughters. And that's. I think that's going to be the, the move for the next three months or so. Here's the funny thing. Remember, Joe Biden uh, was tagged for his support of that really tough legislation. Uh, was it in the 90s or the 80s uh, yeah. having to do with uh, uh, police work and mm-hmm. uh, arresting people and stuff of that sort? So uh, Trump can try all day long. They can try to bring up all the, the old tropes, all the Dick Nixon, all the Willie Horton all the Ronald Reagan, young bucks, all that racist shit. And you know what? It's not working. This is a different country right now. Black lives matter, and that doesn't mean that white lives don't matter. We know the difference. And it's not working. It is not going to work. Because the, uh, you're letting the your grandmother get sick from a from a disease. You're You're letting people die you're forcing my kid to go back to school you're making my teacher contract a virus and die so don't give me this shit that i have to worry about people and bandanas coming to my neighborhood it's not working the uh, bill that you're referring to is the 1994 crime bill that's the one that joe biden gets tagged with quite a bit it was signed into law by William Jefferson Clinton. Governors and other officials reacted angrily to the president's move, calling an election to your ploy as they squared off over crime, civil liberties, and local control that has spread from Portland, Oregon, across the country. With camouflage-clad agents already sweeping through the streets of Portland, more units were poised to head to Chicago. And Mr. Trump suggested he would follow suit in New York, Philadelphia, Detroit, and other urban centers, governors and other officials compared his actions to authoritarianism and vowed to pursue legislation or lawsuits to stop him. Here's the quote. I'm going to do something that I can tell you, Mr. Trump told reporters in the Oval Office, because we're not going to let New York and Chicago and Philadelphia and Detroit and Baltimore and all of these. Oakland is a mess. We're not going to let this happen in our country. All run by liberal Democrats. That's a quote from the president, Brad. It, it's not going to work. It is not going to work i'm not scared of it i don't buy it i he's not the right messenger for that anymore he had his moment of successful racist bullshit in 2016 everything lined up perfectly and it worked it worked with immigration i'm going to build the wall and all of these other things but that is not no matter how many ads he thinks he can run, and he can't run as many as the Democrats right now anyway, and he doesn't have a Lincoln project to to undercut the lies that are being told uh, on that on his behalf. He doesn't have that, and you know th- this is just noise. This is I'm not scared of the troll. I I, I don't buy for one second that this is going to move the needle in any kind of significant fashion. He 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 can say it. All he wants. But, you know, I, I knew Dick Nixon. Dick Nixon was a friend of mine. And Donald Trump, you're no Dick Nixon in running a law and order campaign in the year 2020. If Nixon was running right now, would he run that kind of a campaign no. this time around? I no. doubt it. He'd be too smart. He'd What's... know better. He'd know how to read the room. Donald Trump does not know how to read the room, even though he has been conferred 
with brilliant political skills. This guy is so in tune. He knows exactly where to go. He's thinking about things that you don't know. He has this, this radar, this ability. Bullshit. Bullshit. I agree with you, but also I would ask who is going to stop him from sending these people into these cities. It does not seem like anybody is even seriously talking about curbing his power, which I think would be limited by the Constitution of the United States. I'm not seeing a Lindsey Graham. I'm not seeing a Rand Paul. I'm not seeing anyone talk very much about him not being allowed to do that and how he shouldn't do that. I've heard a few people criticize him a little bit, but I haven't heard anybody who's in the Republican Party who would be in power uh, say that, no, you you can't do that. You can't just unleash these troops. To, to have this be the line that they draw against Trump. This is this is right up there with, with 25 other things that he's done that are extra constitutional that should have got this. He should get impeached just for this. Oh, We've said that a hundred times. But the, the Republicans aren't going to stand up to him for that. But this is Donald Trump trying to light little Reichstag fires like Hitler did mm-hmm. in early 1930s where 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 things were getting so bad you need me to 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 save you and he got the uh the the legislature in germany completely on his side and they 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 greased the skids and the election occurred and and uh next thing you know he's the chancellor of germany and you know the 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 reichstag fire he burned down the 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 big uh legislative building what happened we've got this is terrible this Mm -hmm. is terrible he is he's trying to set up a situation that I say, and of course I think this way probably too much, but I, I don't think I'm wrong here. He is trying to set up a Kent State kind of situation because leading up to the Kent State shootings on May 4th, 1970, the then Governor Rhodes was engaged in a primary. He was being primaried from the right mm-hmm. by a candidate who was saying he was soft on crime, that, that, that he didn't want to stand up to these demonstrators, that he, and they were poking at him. And so Governor Rhodes sends in the National Guard to Kent State University, yeah. one of hundreds of universities across the country that had protests, and you saw what happened. If you have enough people with high-powered weaponry in close contact with demonstrators long enough something bad is going to happen and bad things are already happening but we haven't had a a mowing down of 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 40 people yet by the by the cops but that that's what trump wants because the minute that happens and if you ever go back and, and and look at some of the archival footage of what happened after kent state it was amazing how much support there was for the Ohio National Guard and That's what correct. they did. That's and, correct. and you would find right now in this country that if that happened, yes, there would be people that say, well, the, the, the police were surrounded. They, they had to do something. They were protecting a federal building. And, of course, the federal government is allowed to protect federal buildings. The, the justification would be there. But I don't think in the end that this is going to result in Donald Trump getting elected you know why because it doesn't help educate my kid it doesn't give me health care it doesn't increase my chances for a job it doesn't get my kid back to college it doesn't help solve the 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 crisis of the pandemic which bleeds into the uh, economic malaise that we're in we could be in a full-blown depression in 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 three weeks in 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 six weeks 
if the Congress keeps arguing with itself over how much aid to, to keep throwing at the American people to keep them afloat, to keep them from getting tossed out of their homes by the tens of millions when they can't pay their rent. And uh, the millions more of businesses that could collapse without more aid. So if Donald Trump thinks that in the middle of a depression that he's going to be able to uh, uh, whip up white resentment <laughs> against Joe Biden and get reelected, it's not going to work. It is not going to work. Well, let's pivot to that. Republican and White House leaders are struggling to gain internal consensus on an initial stimulus package proposal. This is from Forbes. During a lunch meeting yesterday, Senate Republicans repeatedly clashed with each other, as well as Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who would rather do any other job in America than the one he has. One lawmaker recounted the lunch as messy. They hold a gun to his head and say, "Become Trump's lackey." Fuck no, that. no. He should he should be he would rather be digging ditches or cleaning out sewer lines right now than to be the chief of staff of the president of the United States. Senator Roy, it would be nice if he would, but I don't think he has a, lot, a, a skill set that's going to let him make any more money doing anything else, Brad. So I believe he's got to hang on and suck on that teat as hard as he possibly can. Senator Roy Blunt of Missouri noted that about 15 different members wanted to make a point, and they made them. Republicans balked at various aspects of a potential relief bill, including the overall cost, the inclusion of a payroll tax cut, and the exclusion of funding for coronavirus testing. Senators were, however, coalescing around other provisions, including sending a second stimulus check to Americans, although details on the size and scope were still hazy. I thought what the Republicans had done up to this point was they had kind of made the calculation that we're screwed, we're going to get hammered in this 2020 election, so let's not even send out checks to anybody because we can't bribe them to vote for them, us in November. However, I think what these particular senators are trying to do is to save the United States Senate for the Republican Party. Do, do you agree with that? You know, I, I don't know how they're thinking right now because uh, they're negotiating with, with three different parties themselves, mm -hmm. the Democrats and the president who, you know, is, is just nuts. I mean, I, I just want to just to, for, for one second, think about how stupid and, and this is never, this is put this in the pile of shit that Trump says that's never going to happen, but he says it and therefore we have to talk about it as if it's a serious proposal. Right. A hundred of those um, to cut the Social Security, Medicare tax, a.k.a. the payroll tax right now, when a lot fewer people are working, but are thrilled that they are working and, and have a job uh, and throw a little bit more money to the people who are working by cutting the payroll tax deduction off of their their checks every week. So they get that extra money, which does absolutely nothing not a zip zero for the the unemployed for business owners who are losing their business for what undergirds the american economy and the possibility of a comeback but increases the day of reckoning for medicare and for social security where it, the financial troubles of those to uh, entities will just be closer is the it's the dumbest idea ever and for for trump to have brought that and thrown that into the discussion is just again this is crazy talk this is psychotic talk this is pathological nutball talk well don't you believe it, 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 it part of the discussion 
Well, don't you believe that there are significant portions of the um, corporate interests, let's just call them the, the the drivers of American industry, especially the folks that are dependent upon consumer spending? And I'm not going to say that's exclusive to the Republican Party, but they're the ones that are in control of the Senate, and they seem to be the stumbling block in this one. Don't you think that there are corporate interests that are screaming at them to, that they need to get money into the hands of the American people to kind of help stimulate the economy? But but, uh, cutting the payroll tax, you could list 50 ways to get more money in the hands of people who need it right now who would spend it and help the economy. The payroll tax would be number 50, okay? (laughs) Cutting the payroll tax would be number 50. Uh, Direct uh, handouts, helicopter money, as uh, we like to call it in the business, that's the best way. You just Mm -hmm. give people money. And so far, as, as much as you can say it's worked, it's worked yeah, it because has. we haven't slid into a depression and um, uh, you know, spending is, is up and, and household wealth didn't collapse uh, in in the aggregate because people got this $600 a week and, and, and that was enough to get a lot of people along. It was more money than some people were making. And that's, of course, that's the big thing with, oh, my God, they're, they're, they'll fucking sit on their ass forever. But it doesn't matter. Do do I care if a couple million people are, for the last few months, getting more money and they're not working in jobs that don't exist anymore than they were before? Does Mm -hmm. does that hurt me more than if the country goes into a depression? (laughs) There's a a portion of America that believes exactly that, Brad, that they are upset that they have to go to work. People who still are able to work and that somebody is sitting on their ass over there getting that money. There, There is, I don't know, again, what the percentage is. I can't quantify it as a 30% or 15%. It's not enough to swing the election. I'll grant you that. It's not enough for... Uh, the Republican Party to, to make the the argument at least today that they should you know they should go ahead and cut off this aid to the American workers. By the way, that six hundred dollar a week in extra unemployment benefits is going to expire in a few days if they don't do something about it. So that has to that's a decision that has to be made as well. So there's there are, there is a portion of America that is upset that there are people that uh, that people are getting that money, Brad. I understand that, but we we keep talking about there's a portion that doesn't like. The, guess what? Trump is in the thirties. Mm-hmm. Okay, Biden is ahead of him by 20 points on who can run the economy. He's ahead of him in all these categories. So there is a certain point where you know you're on the right track and you're doing the right thing. And you cannot, you know, clearly we have some folks in this country who are irredeemably stupid. They're deplorable, if I may say that. And I can say that. Why can I say that? Britt? Why you're on a podcast. That? Right. And I'm not running for office anymore. Um, and you you cannot tailor uh, what you're doing to minority insanity. You just mm-hmm. can't do it. Now, Trump can claim all day that there's a silent majority and a hidden vote that just loves his ass, and he thinks because wherever they drive him, there's lots of Trump signs in the yards, that, that that's going to be the difference this time. That's going to change. And, and I don't think it is this time. When, when everybody says you're ugly, you're probably ugly when everybody, you know, it, it's it's the Flip Wilson ugly baby story, which is one of the great <laughs> jokes of all time. One of the great jokes ever. Look it up. Listen to it if you've never heard it. Just put Flip Wilson, comma, ugly baby. It's a great, great routine. And you know what? This baby is ugly. He His name is Donald. And, and, and we see it. And the gig is up. And... It, it, 
it's like when Bernie Madoff finally got caught. Mm-hmm. You know, he had 63 years or whatever of he got away with it. And then there's a moment of reckoning. And I think we are approaching the critical mass moment here. And you can't talk your way out of it. You can't have phony press conferences every day because eventually, maybe like today, he is going to be asked, what are you doing to tell Vladimir Putin directly that he's going to pay a price for putting a bounty on American soldiers in Afghanistan? He's not yet been directly asked that question. He just hasn't. And there shouldn't be five questions today about masks, okay? That's that's what he wants. He wants that. He doesn't want to be asked about that. He doesn't want to be asked about – he he certainly today does not want to be asked about um, what is the deal with you telling Woody Johnson, the owner of the New York Jets, and the completely incompetent – an unworthy ambassador to the court of St. James, the ambassador to the United Kingdom. Why did you set him off to see if you could secure the British Open for your fucked up losing golf course in Scotland? That is an emoluments clause violation if there ever was one. Some people say, sir, you should be impeached just over that. What do you say? He doesn't want to be asked those kinds of questions, but he should. Don't make me send federal. Don't make me send federal troops into Turnberry because I'll do it. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, we invaded Normandy, and Turnberry isn't that far away. That's we can do. We we can we can do that again. We can turn those those ships in uh, another direction. By the way, that story about him trying to secure the 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 British Open for his course. Check me if I'm 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 right about this. I think I am. The British Open is played at, I think, three or four different courses, Correct. right? Yeah, Roy- they around. do Royal and Ancient, they do Turnberry, they do a few other ones, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, and, you know, St. Andrews was was built in, you know, 1427. Exactly. Like that, okay? What Donald Trump, what is he thinking to think that they're, they're going to alter what they do to move the British Open? To one of, to his golf course, his I'm Donald Trump course. I'm Donald Trump. What are they, they? They just do what I want to. No, who's going to stop me? Here's the point. He has no more of a chance of that happening and would have had it, even if we hadn't found out about it, than he would to have the PGA or the U.S. Open played at one of the, the 20 courses he owns in the United States because nobody wants to be associated with Donald Trump. Nobody. Nobody wants to do business with Donald Trump. Nobody. It's not going to happen. And uh, is this equal to worse than or better than him trying to get that G7 meeting at his uh, golf course in Doral, Florida? It's equal to it. I think it's, it's right on the same par. Oh, see what I did there? You did that, yeah. yeah. You 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 nailed a birdie with that one. You came <laughs> in right on, yeah, yeah. Um, so if, if he's going to actually open himself up to questions, and it, it, is it just me or are are the, the members of the, the the press most of them dreadful? They're, most they're of the dreadful. time, they're but it's really, difficult to try to get. They're they're it's a, it's a slippery pig. They're trying to get their hands on. It's a know, greased that, pig. Not, it's hard to get it. Sitting and they have the opportunity to ask almost anything. They they really waste their. You know who asked the question about uh, Guzane Maxwell? It was a reporter from the New York Post. Jeez. It took a reporter from the New York Post to bring that up. 
is is that irony coincidence what is that that's life in 2020 is what that is yeah all right well we'll uh we'll see what happens on 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 day two of the uh the reboot of uh mad about you i'm mad about him <laughs> brad and brit.com